Welcome to Spirit in the Schools, a show revealing the Holy Spirit through self-gift and education. And now, here's your host, Mr. Zach Coyle. Spirit in the Schools. Welcome back, listeners, to Spirit in the Schools, where we share stories from education that reveal God's presence and offer practical responses for family life. I'm your host, Zach Coyle, principal of St. Vincent de Paul in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And we are back with St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, also in Fort Wayne, Indiana, for their second feature on the podcast. So thrilled to have you back on with us. We have Principal Lois Widener, Assistant Principal Chris Schuler, fourth grade teachers Joanne Leha and Jessica Patton, and six to eight religion teacher Rachel Mexner. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Thank you. We're really happy to have you on. Today's episode, kind of building from your spot a week ago, preparing increases faithfulness. So we'll be looking today at how St. E's helps their students prepare for the world ahead of them and to prepare to grow as disciples of Jesus today. And we'll celebrate that by first beginning in prayer. So let's turn our minds and hearts to the Lord now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we ask for your continued blessings upon St. Elizabeth Ann Seton School and all of the Catholic schools in our nation and world. Please help all families in the schools to grow closer to you, Lord, closer to one another. And as we think today about our efforts to prepare our students well to be disciples of you, may our own discipleship for all those on uh, this podcast now and all those listening grow. And we praise you, Lord, for that goodness. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, we'll start with Lois and Chris. You were on last week. We are thrilled to have you back. Thank you so much. And of course, last week you were giving listeners just kind of a sense of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. But if they missed that, just give a, a brief sense of your mission statement, current enrollment, and just so they have that sense of the school. All right. Well, what mission statement-wise is, um, you know, we want all of our students um, to have academic excellence. Obviously, we want to foster that spiritual development and that um, responsibility of self and service to others. That's a, a big thing at our school that we want to intertwine throughout the curriculum. Well, that's beautiful if we think about growing not only in academics, but in faith. And that's, of course, our topic today. Uh, But then also that idea of service, which really authentic faith just kind of puts in our hearts, right? right. So that's beautiful. How about current enrollment? Um, We have currently 578 students. We had a huge, huge growth this year in in enrollment. So, um, and we are very blessed to have all those wonderful new students and current students. That is so good. Mm -hmm. That is great to hear. Awesome. Well, welcome again to everyone. Um, So, Jessica and Joanne, to meet you and and Rachel as well, give us a little background on on your class size. So, for fourth grade, how many do you have in your class? Um, I have 27 kids in my class. Okay, great. And this is um, Jessica, and I have 28 students in my class. All right. So, we are definitely over 50. That's awesome. Yes. That's great. (laughs) And then, Rachel, you're teaching sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Yes. What do you think is a rough average for a class size? So, um, eighth grade is a little bit smaller uh, with about little over 20 students per class. And then seventh and sixth grade are completely full with 30 students, 30 students per section. So in total, eighth grade, there's like 40 some. And then we have 60 in seventh wow. grade altogether and 60 in sixth grade altogether. That's really a blessing. So. Awesome. All right. Well, God is good. That is awesome to hear. And so today we're thinking a little bit about faith formation. And I think one thing on our hearts is that the first way the Lord, I think, wants us to share the faith is through our personhood, through our discipleship. And just getting to, to see you all, meet some of you for the first time, see some of you for, for second or third times, you know, uh, your life as a disciple of the Lord is very clear. So thank you for your witness that way. But of course, then we live that witness through some tangible program, through something we do, right? 
And so for St. E's, there are two pretty amazing programs to share with the listeners. Virtue equals strength. So I love the name of that because if a listener has never heard about it, like, well, what is strength? Virtue, right? I mean, it's a beautiful name, right? We're going to really unpack that in just a moment. And a relatively new program for you, I think, is Faith with Fathers. Correct. Is that yes. new this yes. year or last year? Um, last, last year, year we started it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to learn more about them. I've, I've heard, well, I know we have Virtual Strength, but I've heard a lot about Faith with Fathers um, just from family at the school. So I'm really excited to hear more about it, which is great. Uh, so let's start there. So just uh, what I've heard from my family is just that they're glowing, that this opportunity exists for their children, right? And that's something that every parent wants. Like if you have met anyone at any school and their kids come home shining about a program. And it sounds like Faith with Fathers is, is really that. So um, let me just kind of ask you all, whoever wants to, to take it, but give us a little bit of the structure. I mean, especially from the classroom teacher's perspective, tell us what it is, how often are priests visiting, what topics are covered? Just give us a little structure. Well, on Wednesdays is when the priests come over to the school and see most of the classes. They meet with us for about a half an hour. Okay. And... I know at the beginning, the priests had their agenda and a lesson they wanted to teach to the kids, but our fourth graders come in with so many questions for the priests, Mm -hmm. and they started out asking the questions at the beginning of the talk while we were waiting to get all the classrooms in there and settled, and it got to the point where they kind of just said, you know, answering these questions that the students have is just as valuable as whatever the lesson was that we were coming in with to teach them. Sure. Um, and it's it's amazing. The questions the kids have for the priest are just—there are definitely things I could never answer. Okay. And sometimes it takes the priests a little bit to wrap their heads around how a fourth grader would understand it. Sure. But the kids aren't afraid to say, no, that doesn't make sense. We've heard Father Stephen kind of go around a couple times, a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. And by the time he's finished with it, the kids understand. And you mm-hmm. can kind of see that aha in their That's eyes. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think for um, the fourth graders as well, whatever lesson they have planned is very relevant to what is going on in their lives right now, whether it's a lesson on respect, we could always use a little review Amen. on respect, especially Every this time of being. year. Exactly. Yes. Um, whether it's answering, getting their questions answered, I think it makes them feel seen and heard by um, someone who maybe prior to Faith with Fathers, they only saw on Sundays. And it was mm-hmm. just kind of this very, yeah, he's the he's the guy that's up there talking to us about Jesus, but it really gives them that relationship mm-hmm. with the priests. And that, I think, is what they appreciate a lot. They're that's heard, beautiful. they're seen. Yeah. It's phenomenal. My so. favorite memories of my own grade school, I grew up in Baltimore, so, you know, I love our diocese, but, you know, it just wasn't our schools. But um, one of our priests when I was young, who he was great. Uh, looking back, his homilies were, were so strong, but I what you were just saying, Jessica, really resonated with me because it's like, well, you know, in the homily, you're you're in the liturgy and you're not really forming that. But very frequently, he would come to the cafeteria and we happened to have a piano in those days in the cafeteria because it was like a joint, you know, hall that the parish would use and he could play. And he would just sit and play songs. And, you know, so many of the kids, he, he actually must have like specifically learned songs that kids would like sing. I don't even remember what the songs are, you know, it's just you know that saying that you might forget what someone says, but you never forget how they make you feel, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yes. I can remember, like, we would crowd around and sing and just, you know, there oh, was that so relation, wow. right? Yeah. So for St. E's now, um, and it sounds like, let me ask Rachel real quick, too, because I, I do want to get a little bit more about the priest commitment, because that's a beautiful grace. Mm-hmm. How often are you all experiencing, is it also on Wednesdays? 
So for sixth grade, it's on Wednesdays. Okay. Uh, so Father Terry came to me with the idea um, last year, beginning of the year, and was essentially like, we want a priest in the classroom with the kids like at least once a week. That's amazing. And this is the time slot for Amen. Wednesday for middle school. And I was like, okay, that's only when I see sixth grade. Sure. So how can we make that work for seventh and eighth? Right. And then essentially what we did was look at the schedule and I was like, okay, so this is when I have eighth grade back to back and this is when I have seventh grade back to back. So what if my first section of eighth grade, you're there for the last 20 minutes and then the next section right after them, you're there for the first Smart. and I'll just fill in whatever time is left. <clears throat> and he was like, absolutely, we'll make that work. And they're there every week um, to talk to the eighth graders, to talk to the seventh graders. And like you guys were saying too, it's like they'll have something planned, but if they never get to that, which has happened multiple times, um, <laughs> then it doesn't matter. Like, it's yes. we're here to answer the questions of the students in this room. Um, so today, like, Father Terry had them focusing on gratitude. So they had to, in five minutes, come up with 20 things that they were grateful for. Oh, I love uh, it. On a list. And, like, that was just, that was it. That was all that we did for the priest visit. Um, but it was really just beautiful to see, like, that aspect of it. And then he was talking about, like, the mental health benefits of gratitude and sure. just different things there. So even just seeing, like, those different levels there. Well, and then, if that's all that you did, yeah. think about how much that is, yes, though. exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, I think so many listeners right now must be thinking about, man, when's the last time my kid did that? You right, know, to right. like really sit right. down for a minute. and name what they're grateful for. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what they need to be doing. That's yeah. beautiful. That's God right. at work in your school, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Father Terry was giving a guitar concert, I think, last time he was in sixth grade, like classical guitar. Nice. Yeah, Father Stephen comes in and brings chocolate and if students have their rosaries they get chocolate it's funny because i'll have the middle schoolers coming in and the priest isn't there yet for the first group of them so like they're walking in and they're just like is it father steven today i don't know guys until they're at my door so you always have to be prepared See, I, I would take the classic rock rosary. concert over the chocolate right bring him back with the guitar right. so. so yeah but well, yeah they all just do a wonderful job and it's it really means a lot to the students. Like I see it in my students like all the time that they're just like they're focused in on what the priests are saying and they appreciate that they're taking the time to come and talk to them. Right. Um, yeah. Like yeah. last year, I made a point to ask them. I was like, what things did we do this year that were new that you guys liked? And I had several kids who were like priest talks. So, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. there's two things on my heart that just really profoundly. So one is the priest commitment. So I really do want to ask you all about how that that plays in here. But it's also then, where in education are we able to give that amount of time to allow an agenda, a lesson plan, to just, with peace and with decision behind it, go by the wayside and say, really, the lesson plan is the students, just you take it and run with it. That's a grace. So so tell me a little bit about the commitment. So it must be that your priests are with you most of when all of Wednesday? What, how does that? Afternoon. Most it's of just the afternoon. afternoon. Okay. Yeah. For you guys, I know it's Right. Like well, that. they see, so... Um, they see K through eighth grade throughout the week, and it's mm -hmm. Wednesday afternoon. So we often have we have like two locations at our okay, school, and sure. so it could be Father Stephen is up in the media center with kindergartners, while Father Terry or Father Luke are downstairs mm -hmm. with us in the fourth okay. grade. All so, right. but yeah, it is most of the afternoon. It starts it around one o'clock, I think, yes. and then yeah. goes okay. all the way until like sometimes sixth grade is is rushing out the door oh, yeah. at the end of the <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it yeah. is. It's a huge. Commitment, commitment for yeah. them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But look but at the grace that it it's bringing. Absolutely. Yeah. And if I could add, too, to Faith with Fathers, I have seen it grow our children in wonderful ways. Personally, my faith has grown being there with 
Father Stephen, Father Luke, or Father Terry. Um, I mean, that's so good to hear. It is absolutely amazing to listen to them interact with the children and ask the questions. You know, maybe as an adult, I have been a little (laughs) nervous to ask those silly questions. But from the mouths of babes, we get what's on our heart. I mean, why do you wear pink? That's probably the least significant of all of them. When they wear pink, it will come up. (laughs) But it has been, um, and so much so that actually Father um, Terry and Father Stephen and Father Luke have committed to, and I don't know if you mentioned this already, Lois, to um, a staff meeting every quarter doing yeah. right. faith with yeah. Father yes. with our, our staff. Really? So yes. it's our retreat. Oh, so they come to our cool. staff meeting right. and they present. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing. So as you mentioned earlier, being authentic witnesses, being disciples, that's us growing our faith so that yeah. they right. can grow their faith. I mean, you're, you're essentially having planned faith sharing, you know, which yeah. is— yep. yes. Uh, certainly different than even a religion class where you are faith-sharing, but you're doing that around a lesson plan and a certain mm-hmm. content. Right. Well, it's kind of interesting, too, because I think it was, well, every one of our Wednesdays when we have faith with fathers, they will ask the kids a question about about maybe who was the saint of the day. Mm-hmm. And our kids, we've been in fourth grade putting slides up every morning, the saint of the day is, and we'll watch a little three-minute clip. Great. And the kids are answering questions, and you can tell the priests are a little amazed that they might know some of the information. And Mm -hmm. our kids, just what they are picking up in religion class and with the priests and the relationships, they, like Father Terry, went on a hiking trip, Mm -hmm. and he brought slides back, and he showed the kids, and he's saying, yes, I had mass on this rock. Wow. And Father Stephen will talk about things in his life, and Father Luke will tell us about when he was a kid, and we respected our parents, and this is how we showed it, and it's just—it's bringing a piece of them into the classroom, and so when the kids see— Father Terry riding his bike across the parking lot. They want to play with him. If they see Father Stephen, they want to hear a story. Um, it's just, it's so much fun. It's all those things that the religion book and lessons can't yes. teach that, mm-hmm. it, you yeah. know, that yeah. we get. So, Well, really, yeah. the, the model the Lord gave us from the apostles directly is sharing through others, right? right? And yeah. it, he could have done it a different way. He could have established literacy and had books and and however other whatever other yes. way he wanted, right? Emphasize that with my eighth graders this year. I was like, listen guys, the church doesn't come from an instruction manual. The church comes from people who knew Jesus personally. Like yes. that's where we get the church from. That's where we yes. get the teachings from. That's really important. Um, I think it can yeah. be lost among any believer that mm-hmm. you know the the origin and the real practice of what we're doing came from the Lord Himself yeah. with the first apostles who then yeah. of course handed it on. So, yeah. Well, so I mean, this is beautiful. So we've got to talk about a couple of examples because I do think there's this um, element of trust as well. So we're, you know, today I was thinking about how do we grow faithfulness and, and you're preparing to do that because you're investing this much time in relationship. And so certainly that fruit of the Holy Spirit is is there. But if you think about the virtue of trust, there's a few levels of that, that there needs to be even giving the schedule over, right? Because there had to have been an adaptation. I mean, you even talked, Rachel, about literally aligning. Yeah the class differently, right? <laughs> yeah. So there has to be a trust among the faculty that this is good and worthwhile. Right. And certainly you're you're over a year in. So it, you mm-hmm. any listener out there can just hear the joy this is causing, but it probably didn't feel that way before the first one started, right? Like, how are we going to do this? <laughs> and, and I meant to ask this too, like, are your, your two classes, are they then merging together yes. for this? Okay. Yes. Yes. So like even that question had to be answered, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think there can be for any teacher and any principal 
okay, we have to make that choice happen of trust, right? right. Like, ha- this doesn't fit here. This isn't, well, wait a minute, you know, like, and, and actually the priests clearly are bringing something they want to talk about, but mm-hmm. but I'm I'm the one that needs to provide a lesson plan. I mean, that's, right. that is my job. I, you know, I have right. to have that, right? right? right. And you actually yeah. have to trust that, no, we're, we're going to give this to the Holy Spirit and we're going to let our priests build that relationship. So do you remember, like, what did that feel like when you were first envisioning, before the first one happened? Was it clearly something you all wanted and chose with joy, but still, what were those? Because I, I think if another school wants to adopt this, sure, that's something absolutely. they need to think about a little I bit. Think, I think, truth be told, the, the I think all of us looked at our schedule and said, where is it going to fit? Right. You know, that right. was the first. And, and, yeah. Yeah, where and the location, Just where are where we going to put it? all these kids? But yes. I think, honestly, after the first time, it was, I think, the teachers committed. You know, they, they right. saw how yes. wonderful it was after that very first yes. time, and, and we were all committed to making it work, you mm-hmm. know, and— We've been kind of up and down. There were some oopses where one priest was one, you know, but it was all (laughs) just growing pains of trying to figure it out. Yes. But definitely, you know, at first you do, you're on such a a tight schedule and you think, where are you going to put that? But now I can't imagine not having it. Right. Yeah. And yeah. of course, as a classroom teacher, you're thinking, oh, no, where I, this is 30 minutes that mm-hmm. I should be right. doing grammar or reading mm-hmm. or math or but the 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 fruit that is that comes from this 30 minutes a week is just so much greater than that 30 minutes. I think it, it really um, fills our students up and it fills yes. us up. It's yeah. that little bit of faith and hope and trust and love and that we get reinvigorated 30 minutes a week. We just get yeah. reinvigorated to, it's a great that it's on a Wednesday because that's kind of that uphill climb, you know, and we can end our, you know, end our week really um, very strong. But it, I think at first it was kind of like, oh man, what am I going right. to do? But after the first couple, yeah. like the kids, yeah. Can't wait for Wednesdays. Yeah. They, I can't wait for Wednesdays. I can't wait for yeah. Wednesdays. Yeah. To, to speak to that it's even amazing. a little bit, like today, because I mean, last year it was Fridays that Father would come in for my seventh and eighth grade, but this year it's Mondays. And so they get to start the week with Father. And it was so great. To, like today they came in and like I was getting them started on what we were doing today. And they're just like, okay, okay. And I was like, and the, we have our visit for the priest. It's like, I forgot about that. And like oh. they get all excited. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes, yeah. it's right. great. Um, yeah. But yeah, and like the original idea, obviously, like was like, okay, I was like, I want to make this work. I also share time with another teacher, though, when mm-hmm. this happens. So with middle school, we have what we call our our switch or our mm-hmm. partner teacher. Right. And so for me, that's our social studies teacher, Mr. Ware. So when the idea was brought to me, I was like, okay, how can we make this work? And how can I still make sure that they're getting the time they need for your class? Like, if, am I giving them some time in religion to work mm-hmm. on their social studies homework? Sure. And like, we just work it out like week to week like that. Or um, we kind of have like our fallback option of like, oh, we'll just split the time that we have before then. Um, it's like 35 minutes each. And then they go down to pre-sex Well, that at the takes end of a the genuine day. hospitality too. Yes. And like, you know? he was like, yeah. absolutely like, cannot say enough how open and ready um, Mr. Ware was to be like, yeah, like we, we'll make this work. Like no, that's, that's, that's so a good. priority. That's great. Um, and so like just being able to work together on that has been really great as well. And we both go down for the talks with the priests and well, and just hearing get to all ask of you and, share that it, this has helped your faith. And obviously yeah. the, the original goal, of course, was the students themselves, right. mm-hmm. but you can't help but grow in that. So, I mean, I've got to ask, the listeners got to be wondering. So what's, what's one or two questions? I'm sure there's been literally hundreds, if not even after a year, probably at this point, thousands you've all encountered, right? But if you add them all up, right, for this, it probably is over a thousand. 
But, you know, is there a moment and that you can just remember about, wow, this was this was a really great question that I, I heard or that a child asked or uh, one that was just a lot of fun? I don't know. Is there a certain memory? I mean, there's probably dozens. I don't know. Yeah. But what comes oh. to mind? I think my favorite to have um, Father Stephen try to answer was how time exists for God versus man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, with yours too. Wow, okay. And, you know, he right. is yeah. trying to explain this to fourth graders and— it was beautiful. His explanation was truly beautiful. And I think their little minds were blown in the most wonderful <laughs> yeah. way okay. possible. Yeah. But sure. he I said, think, does this make sense? Does this, and and they're, they're like, like no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so he came at it from a different, right. a, a different way and, that and made sense. What's been That's wonderful great. about that and now is that when we are overly concerned about time or overly, you know, um, especially the, the idea in fourth grade— uh, God has a plan, and it happens on his time. Mm-hmm. Remember, friends, that our time is man's construct, <laughs> not yes. God. Like, yes. So kind of referring back to that over and over, it was just the most wonderful question. It was. Great. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. She took mine. Sorry. Well, and if, <laughs> if you hadn't had this commitment, that question probably would have never come up. Yeah. No, really, exactly. You know, and, exactly. and you and have to have a relationship so to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we were just going to the same thing. That comfort allows them to ask a question like that. And it's a great question, you know? Yes. So, and kudos to Father Stephen for being able to actually receive, oh, that made no sense. You know, okay, let me try again, right? right? You know, right. I think there can be some, and I don't just mean some priest, I mean some any human being that that can be hard for. Like, well, I just really worked hard to give you that explanation, you know? And uh, so it just shows, again, that that hospitality and openness. So mm-hmm. now I think, again, for if another school wanted to adopt something like this, yes. in the very beginning, it sounds that uh, the priests themselves had this desire, and they, they asked right. you. They that, did. Am I understanding yes. that right? Yes. That's correct. correct. Okay. They, they came to—Father uh, yeah. Terry came to Chris and myself, and we sat down and chatted about it, and I said— Wow, this is going to be awesome. I mean, I, I, I immediately loved it because, you know, we had a great desire to have the priest in the, in the school. In the school. Right. But I'm thinking, gosh, every week yeah. for, right. you know, because yeah. then you think schedule, you yeah. know. Right. I, no, 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 right. we can't yeah. think that way. We can't think that way. Um, and so that's when we talked to the teacher, we told the teachers. And again, that first Oh, you know, but then everybody, like I said, like they said, after the first couple, they're like, oh, gosh, we see the value. We see the value. We see the benefits. We just see how this is going to turn our lives around. And it's very interesting when I put in the faculty bulletin, no faith with fathers this week. The priests are on retreat or they're at a meeting. What? Mrs. Leash is the one that always sends me the email first. Wait, what? You know, what do you mean my you know, Wednesday I, yeah. won't be complete? I am well, so I really seriously. <laughs> seriously, it will not be complete without, I mean, right. it is, we have grown to, to really love it. Love it. Absolutely. I wonder Desire. what might the Lord do with that one day where, so they're unavailable, and that's rare, I know, but there are those weeks, right, of retreat or, or whatever it might be. Absolutely. I wonder if the Lord will ever just hear in the fruitfulness, like then it will be faith with, and it will be one of your team who will then oh, lead a prayer or idea. lead, yeah. lead a witness idea. talk from yeah. their own life or something. Faith with but, Mrs. Schuler. Right? But, but I think it's that invitation, right? Absolutely. You've all shared about your faith growing. Absolutely. And it's so funny to me because, uh, you know, in a Catholic school, we all share that same conviction that we're there to witness to the Lord. But some of us really have never 
actually shared where where do I see Jesus in my life? I, I feel uncomfortable right. to talk about that. Yeah. But the yeah. more this is happening, I, I bet you that'll happen for yeah. you at some point. Oh, no. You I know, so. there's a so, cool quote yeah. that keeps yeah. coming to my mind, and it was one I had to memorize in college. Um, shout out to Franciscan University for yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. Um, whoop, so whoop. Um, Paul the uh, Sixth Evangelii Nunciandi is the Latin for evangelization in the modern world. I think. Anyway, um, he has a quote that is just like it always sticks with me about like how we are called to teach the faith and it is um, modern man listens more willingly to witnesses than to teachers and if he does listen to teachers it is because they are witnesses witnesses. Mm -hmm. and it's just like this mind-blowing concept of like yeah yeah, like you can teach the faith but if you don't actually talk about it as a relationship that you have with god and what it means to you like it doesn't matter like but um, i think our church and our catholic things. schools yeah. are learning that yeah. so yeah. absolutely so the question for someone Can I listening piggyback oh absolutely yeah heard. go for it um we both of us last year in our fourth grade classrooms asked the kids at the end of the year you know what was your favorite thing about school this year what class did you like the most we had several kids last year say that religion was one of their favorites and one quote that one student of mine put on her paper was, I used to not really be excited to open my religion book and talk about it. But this year, it was a lot of fun because we weren't stuck. We did the things in the religion book that we needed to cover. But and I know you're going to talk about vertical strength in a minute, too. But all of that information made it more fun to talk. And it's our experiences and faith with fathers just put in there. It's not just something you have to learn because you're at school. It's something you live every day. Amen. Yes, we we live life as disciples. So, well, I hope the Lord uh, just allows that to deepen and grow. But I'm thinking for a school then that, uh, you know, it might be the other way where the priests have not yet just encountered that that thought, right? Or even Mm -hmm. that desire then. So one more time, it sounds like they are giving for the priest schedule— uh, about one o'clock to maybe it's about two thirty, roughly two forty-five. It's like two forty-five. Yeah, so about two hours. We, we sometimes mm-hmm. run to two fifty if yeah. they have right. particular so questions. So we'll round up. We'll call it two hours. <laughs> but they're they're committed. All three priests, more or less, unless they do have a, a, another pressing obligation, pretty much daily to offering that. And you know, but doing that reaches five hundred and seventy-eight students. And. The, the staff, I mean, the, the just the quality of discipleship I'm hearing in, in all of your, it's just beautiful. So really for two hours a day, right? Um, oh, you know, once a week, well, only once a week. Once a week. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. On Wednesdays. Yeah. But yeah. by dividing, they can reach every grade. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it yeah. is? Could we? Well. Yeah. <laughs> by dividing, yes. they can reach every grade. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Because okay. yep. I, I do think that would be. And the way that the life of a priest is structured in many dioceses today, to do it daily would be very hard. And I thought, wow, that is, but to do that once a week, what an interesting and very tangible and I think practical, I mean, that's achievable. And it may not be for every priest, right? Mm -hmm. But it could be for very many. And so beautiful. That's great. Mm -hmm. So if a listener was hearing this, they wanted, and they heard this last week, but, you know, the best way to reach out and and get more from you, um, it sounds like they could still use the website, right? And the website link is on the podcast title, so it's right there. Or they can call our school and talk to Mm -hmm. Chris or myself. Well, on the website, we'll have the phone number right on it. Yes, sure will. Okay. Well, that's that's beautiful. So we probably could spend another hour and a half on just more stories, right? Right, yes. And I I appreciate just (laughs) witnessing the joy that it's given you. But I want to make sure we uh, tell our listeners, too, about Virtue Equal Strength. And that's a program that I'm blessed to know a little bit more about and that's shared in many of our schools. But just for a listener who's never heard of it, uh, what is it for St. E's? How are you using it? 
whoever wants to start, I mean, even on the classroom side, what, where do you pick that up? Yeah, I think for, for me, um, I got to go to uh, Lou Judd, who's the founder of the program, yes. or I think, yep. t- technically speaking, yeah. Um, he gave a talk at Mission Day, yes, uh, and I went to that because um, I knew we were going to be incorporating it, and I was just like, well, I want to hear from the master, like, what, what this is all about. Right. Um, and what I really appreciated in that talk was that he really spoke to us about um, take a look at it, and, like, the resource can look a little overwhelming when you first open it up. And sure. I would say that that was definitely true last year. They've made some significant changes this year that I think have been super helpful. Anyway, but it was like, it was a lot, a lot of content. And I was like, how am I supposed to do all of this sure, uh, in right. the time that I have when I also have standards to teach and a curriculum that is given to me by the right, diocese right. that they have to know? Um, and lose words <laughs> in the whole like process of that talk were like, use what you find helpful, use what you connect with. Because if you don't have a connection with it, then your students aren't going to c- care about it. Right. But if it's something that's meaningful to you and like help, you can connect it with what you're already teaching, like that's going to speak leaps and bounds. Sure. Um, so that's really what I try to do with it is uh, I take a look at the definitions and the shortened versions, and I bring those into the lesson. With eighth grade, I really like to have like a discussion question that connected to what they're learning about. So sure. Let's see, what's an example of that? Um, Love for God was recently, like, that's our virtue of the month. Right. So um, they've just been learning about the martyrs in church history. And it was yes. like, okay, how do they show love for God, guys? And, like, let's not just stick with, like, the laying down your life for it. Like, what are other ways that they had to show Before love for God in the, early, ch- right. in the right. early church? Like, besides martyrdom, what else did they have to give up? What else did they have to sacrifice? Um, so, like, hearing them talk about that is, like, really helpful. And I challenge them a little bit, too, because, like, they do get candy when they have good answers. Oh, great. Um, you know, rewarding good, <laughs> rewarding their insights is uh, is fruitful. Um, so. I kind of want that to exist in my life. Anyway, but what I've told them eventually, because like you know, a lot of times my students will try to like give me the answers that they think I want to hear, and yes. that's not what I'm looking for. Right. So I've started using this like kind of cancel out method of like, if someone says what you were going to say, you have to come up with something else or put your hand down. And then they're just like, oh, what do we do now? (laughs) You can't give me the canned answer. You have to come up with something else. So I like to do that with them because it gets them like talking to each other about it and then sharing with the larger group. Um, So that's just an example. And I like to bring in like a the vice because that gives them like, okay, what do we weigh this against? Because if you right. don't know what the opposite of it is, it's harder to know what it actually looks like. So for and, somebody who's never even like seen how this looks, yes. I think the discussion question is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So virtue equals strength. If your school buys the program, we'll email you actually. Well, I don't know how you're all receiving, but I, I think for many, it's a weekly slide deck. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Right. And yes. so then there is a virtue, kind of a master mm-hmm. virtue for the month. But then each week you can have, you yeah, know, sort of separate sub virtue, yes. right? Yeah. So. And when you were saying the content, so yes. if somebody's never imagined this, the content is in a usually a PowerPoint file, and it's a yes. very large amount of material. Extensive. Mm-hmm. But so that training, and and the school would also receive that training if they right. elect to get this, mm-hmm. that a teacher can pull bits and pieces yes. that speak to them. You don't have to use the right? whole thing. Right. Or it can actually can. step in yeah. and give you a lot more. Right. But I love that you added, too, because, you know, if we think about teaching our students what the virtues are, mm-hmm. what they look like in practice— they also do need to know the opposite, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Unfortunately, right. our world gives them many examples, <laughs> but to be able to name it and to have the vocabulary yes, and to know yes, that I'm not yeah. called to live that way, yeah. but I actually am called by the Lord's grace to, to live with right. this virtue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
Love of God was a beautiful example. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you think of the sub-virtues, we might think of the cardinal virtues and the theological virtues, and they all link back to that. But, but a sub-virtue, a fruit of the Holy Spirit, patience. And to right. actually have a definition for patience. Right, and, right. Well, what, is, what does the opposite look like? And so mm-hmm. it's, it's a wonderful program. And I was also thinking yeah. these two are dovetailing clearly because for discussion to work— mm-hmm. You actually have to really have a climate of trust and a climate of discipleship. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking about Rachel students who have, I mean, I understand Faith with Fathers has only been there for the year, but they've been through your classes as fourth yeah. graders. Right. Yes. Yes. And they're a little bit older now, right? Yes. And they're more able from what you've shared as witnesses to be able to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to share where I am on this. That takes trust. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. There are a lot Absolutely. of schools where that's really hard for yeah. a student to do and just, yeah. right. I, I'm not there. I'm not going to share right. my thought on the faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So way to go yeah. for that. Yeah, I think virtual equal strength help that. You know, you can, like you said, there's so many um, different facets of it that you can bring into the classroom or to just a specific situation. I think when we deal with discipline, Mm -hmm. it's been helpful for us because we we can discipline with that virtue in in mind. And so when I speak with parents and I speak or we speak with students and that, we try and pull that piece in and just not that you made a wrong, but, you know, again, mm-hmm. what, you know, the vice and the virtue and all that. So it, it's helpful, I think, mm-hmm. as as an administrator trying to bring that in as well. So, And that would those- be my follow-up is just kind of the ask St. E's might make of the faculty. How often are you asked to engage with the content? Is it pure, purely up to you? Is there kind of a minimum floor? Is it well, every school is different? The minimum that. is one time a week. Um, some people do it every day, right. sure. uh, like right. fourth grade. Some people do it a couple times a week, okay. or, you know, but you have to do it at least one time. So that at least yeah. every class in the school then is going to hear about that virtue at least once. Right. Correct. Right. Right. Correct. Okay. Yeah. In fourth grade, we've kind of adopted it every single day. We'll start out our religion class. We have a, we've taken his slide deck and put things together in a certain order. So we'll mm-hmm. start right. out the week and we'll talk about the virtue and the vice, just naming that right. vice. And then we'll talk about um, how you can improve upon and practice. How do you grow it? Yeah, exactly. Yes. How do you yes. grow it? And the nice thing about the Virtual Strength slide decks is there are videos yes. and there are songs and yes. there are stories. There are saints, quotes, and pictures mm-hmm. all throughout. So we don't even scratch the surface, I don't right. think, of what we could use. There just aren't enough hours in the week to they also do everything. created worksheets for us to use with the videos yes. this year, too, which is like, right. yeah. okay, if I'm looking for something for them to do to, like, keep them engaged with the video so that they're not just, you know, sitting there not absorbing anything, which right. can right. happen sometimes, yes, like, then right. I can throw this into the lesson plan as well. Right. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of really great resources there. And I really like to look through the videos because it's like, they give a variety too. I feel like there's ones that are more appropriate for the younger kids. And then I tend to go for the ones that are for the more mature kids. Cause I'm like, my kids need to see like the reality of this or need to be challenged in the way that this video does. And cause a lot of times, yeah, they can be a little bit jaded (laughs) about things or, you know, just like, you know, there's, there's this like preconceived idea of like, I already know all this. And it's like, well, I know you think you know all this because I was that kid too one day. But, um, but yeah, it's like, no, encounter it deeper in our own discipleship. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I think, um, what I appreciate about virtue equals strength, other than the time and effort that Lou has put into this. And I will say, um, as well, he is, He's always open to suggestion. Mm-hmm. We 
um, love scheduling time. We actually just <laughs> talked with him, and Rachel's laughing too because she understands this. We actually um, texted him with some questions, and we end up on you know these hour long, two hour long oh, zooms wow. where wow. really what's happening is we're starting with virtue equals strength, and then we are just pure sharing faith. Yes, and that is it's our. Uh, he's there to support us as we are implementing his program. Um, and it's amazing the amount of time and effort he has put in. And he is, there's no way that he could be paid enough. enough. You know, this mm-hmm. is this is truly a passion for him. And yes. when you see that, it can becomes a passion for us as well. It's wonderful yes. to hear uh, it. Yeah. You know? Um, the, the ceremonies are yes. phenomenal. Another aspect of virtue equal strength are the ceremonies that he suggests. Everything, okay. what I love about virtue of strength is it's a suggestion. And so— um, one of my favorite virtual equal strength memories is um, our rosary rally that we had last year that will become um, a um, year a yearly tradition for fourth graders. And so really yeah, what that— Tell us about it. I mean, I'm yeah, so curious to hear. Yeah. Awesome. What yeah. that—actually what it started as in the video that Lou shared, it was a sports rosary rally. So okay. it was the football team and their parents and their families getting together to pray a rosary. Um, well, in fourth grade, there aren't a lot of sports that right. we can do that right. with. So. Um, I don't even know how it started through the year. We just started praying the rosary every day. And so every day we were praying the rosary. And then I was like, oh, there's this thing called the rosary rally. And so I think it was probably right after Easter. Yeah. We had done a little fundraiser. Um, and so we purchased through the fundraiser rosaries for every student at St. Elizabeth's. And then at awesome. the, it was all, yes. And then at and then every day, the students took a different rosary, and they prayed that rosary for the intention of a student at St. Elizabeth's. And then at the end of the year, um, we had a rosary rally where we—it uh, was just everybody in the school that could be there got together and prayed a rosary at the same time all together for all of our school's intentions for safe summer. Um, Father Terry led oh, it. Oh, nice. Um, That's great. And then— um, it was just, it was amazing. And I think the impact is that I have fifth graders that are coming up to me and they want to start a rosary club. They want to give right. up their recess to pray rosaries. Yes. They, um, and, or adoration club. The fourth graders this year want to have adoration at recess. And they're just really connecting with our faith on a real level. Mm-hmm. And it's there. It just has to be tapped into. And that's what virtue equals strength has allowed us to do is to tap into their natural love of Christ. Yeah. When given the opportunity, they will come. This has been so. beautiful for me to just hear about how God's grace is at work for St. E's. You know, yeah. you, on the one hand, almost the entire point of Faith with Fathers is just building relationship. So there's a lot of content. There's a lot of questions, right? Mm-hmm. Hundreds of these questions, but the trust. and But it's really about relational and witness. And then we also need to really— know our content. And so virtual strength is a way, and it really is a depth of content. I mean, to uh, also as St. Vincent's uses it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to give Lou some real, some real credit there. Um, you know, this is something that if a school purchases, there really is a depth of mm-hmm. content. Yes. There are a lot I'm of materials. Sure. So much. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, I knew there were virtues and patience, of course, but I had no idea the number of virtues there really are. Yeah. And the vice that goes along with them. Right. They have names, and this right. is what they are. Well, signs of the greatest educators are those that love learning, right? Yes. So it's yeah. awesome <laughs> hearing how much you've loved learning with, with your priests and with this. And 
Uh, we will have, by the way, the uh, link to Virtue Equals Strength on the episode description so that a listener can check that out. That's virtuestrength.org. I don't know if the internet allows the equal sign. I think it would explode if you think that. I don't don't know. No, I'm sure that's wrong. But, um, you know, really throughout the episode, we really try to highlight God at work in the school. But but this one has been so obvious in that you've heard about the relationships deepened about your students and your staff coming to understand your priests as human beings who love the Lord, who are authentic disciples, and hearing your own discipleship growing. I mean, that's, that's really the model the Lord gave us was that by sharing with one another, that could happen, Right. And then, too, a great tool in Virtue Equal Strength that when we need more depth, there's a way to have that and to make that really usable and, and a profound impact as well. So I just can't um, commend you enough for all the good you're doing to share the Lord's grace. It's inspiring for me to hear about. You're giving me some things to think about, too. Um, but also a goal then for, for the podcast is for a listener who may not be a teacher, you know, especially a lot of parents listening. What can you do at home having heard some of this? So, you know, we wanted to give a few tips there. Um, one, though, would be right off the gate that if you're at a school that has never heard of either either concept, you can, as a parent, advocate and partner with your school and reach out to your administration and contact them and ask them to check this out with you. Those kinds of requests as a principal are the best, right? If somebody yeah. says, right. hey, I really am motivated. I want to deepen our faith. Like, thank you, God. You know, yeah, come, right. come bring us more help, right? Yeah, like, right. Yes. Um, and, and I think, you know, it might be truly that there are certain priests and certain assignments that cannot do this. But it could be that there might be retired priests nearby who could. There might be a witness. um, You know, we're blessed in the Fort Wayne Diocese to have the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. They might have someone who could step in. Absolutely. And other dioceses similar. You know, you may have someone else who really could be available. So asking your school administration, and certainly the school administration can already look at virtue equals strength on their own, uh, even if a priest wasn't available. So those, those are some. But a tip for a parent listening at home, if, if you feel like you can't, have the time in your schedule to reach the school and, and work on that piece of it. You know, um, one thing that came to my heart in listening is just that commitment of family prayer. Right. Yes. You know, you're talking about relationship yeah. building, right? Mm-hmm. And so the family doing that right. together. And I think there's some families that uh, might feel overwhelmed by that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, well, we're not praying at all now. and Or, or you might hear of many families praying grace before meals, which mm-hmm. is important and mm-hmm. awesome, but but still to take that next step. And I think it's always just step by step. So, you know, maybe you start with just an Our Father and, and maybe intentions. You know, maybe you don't, you're not ready for intent. Just start with the Our Father, right? Or a Hail right. Mary or yeah. a Glory Be. Maybe in time, if that works, you can have all three of those prayers. It's still only a matter of minutes. But that the intentions that your family members might make, um, you could even invite them to grow that into spontaneous prayer. And you were talking about rosary rally. Yes. Maybe in time that becomes a decade of the rosary or even a full rosary. And of course, there's so many formats of prayer. It could be that a family wants to read scripture together and they know about Lexio Divina. It could be that they might actually have access to virtue equal strength and they might have a video from right. that. But there's so many, we think about where technology can deepen our faith. There are so many different resources now online that you could watch a video as part of your prayer life, a Father Michael Schmidt's talk, for example. But anyway, I think that's something that if we were to give our listeners a tip for living life well at home, wherever your family is now, Taking that intentional moment, even if it's literally a 30-second, or it's probably less than 30 seconds, the glory be, I think it'd be about 10. But we're going to take one other prayer as a family 
because we're a family that we aren't doing yet. We're just going to try it. Yep. Right. right. Absolutely. And I, I thought about your first comments about like the building, the program of the yeah. faith with fathers. And there mm-hmm. was like, there's one or two moments where maybe the priest was in the wrong room or whatever. Yeah. Happened. <laughs> yeah. Or we were. You know, that feels like this big burden at first and this, oh, what are we going to do? But of course, great teachers are resilient. And so I'm sure you, whatever happened that one day, whether you're back in your room and picking up a lesson or whether you prayed there or whatever. The point is, is that a parent might find that first effort to be awkward, right? And that's okay, right? And just time will resolve the awkwardness. There may not really be another tip. Just time and and patience will win the day on that. Making the commitment is like, is key. Uh, My my family growing up, so I was homeschooled uh, in case anybody doesn't know that. Um, But uh, yeah, I was homeschooled in a Catholic family and like just the priority that my parents made of our faith, like just has stuck with me like for so long. Um, And like, yeah, like the rosary, like was something that we started to do uh, and continue to do, like uh, continue to do like through much of my education. But something that I've shared with my students that like still to this day, like now that all of us are adults, my dad does with us is we'll be in the car, like the entire family will be in the car. Like we're all driving to mass together, even still, like, cause everybody's home. Sure. Um, and dad is like backing out of the garage and we'll stop the car in the driveway. And we will not go until we have said three prayers, the guardian angel prayer, oh, the yeah. prayer to St. Michael and the prayer to the three archangels, which are yes. the prayers that my dad would say with us every wow. day before he would go to That's work. Amazing. Like, so like, it, it hasn't stopped. And like, it doesn't matter if we're about to be late to mass, which my mom might not be super happy about in the sure. car next to him. <laughs> right. But we will still stop and we will say those prayers before dad will put the car into drive. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. this is great. I'm just like, like, yeah, like this has just been such a part of our life and our childhood. And it's like, I think that that really honestly explains like why me and my five siblings, we're all still practicing our Catholic faith. Yeah, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know why this popped into my heart, but I I think about like, what do we feel if we're practicing the faith with, you know, real fervor? There's almost that that social need of like, well, we have to be on time because it does show a reverence, right, for the mass. But there's probably a social element to that. Like, you know, you don't, it's not a great feeling to walk in with the family very late, right? right? But it's almost as if God in your dad's prayer life is Mm -hmm. saying, I actually need you to be, I don't know the right word in here, on place. Like, I, I need you to be right. in the right mm-hmm. spiritual yeah. place yes. Yes. Right. to come to me for this yeah. liturgy versus that exact minute. I mean, and, of course, in an ideal world, we're going to do both, right? Yeah. But like uh, We were never late, late, but yes. we weren't there as early yeah. as we could have been. No, I, <laughs> right. but, but I think that was motivated about yes. <laughs> the family being spiritually ready to receive the Lord's uh-huh. blessings in that mass. Absolutely, so, yeah. And yeah. it sounds like St. E's is doing so much in abundance to help your students Live that spiritual readiness. So way to go to St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. It's been a joy to be with you all. I can't thank you enough for coming on today. It's really been great. Listeners, again, please check out the links on our episode description because you can get right to St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Get the phone number to call and learn more. You also can get virtuestrength.org. And tune in next week. We're going to have the superintendent of the Fort Wayne South Bend Diocese, Dr. Joe Brettnacher, (laughs) share some of his journey our diocese has taken in strategic planning. But more power to you, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. God is working great things. What a joy. Thank Thank you. you. You've been listening to Spirit in the Schools. Zach Coyle has been your producer and host. This episode was edited by Tony Marks. And for more information, go to spokestreet.com slash spirit. Spirit in the Schools. (laughs) 